This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. So, uh, how are, how are you celebrating uh, Harley Quinn Week this week, uh, Nick? How is it Harley Quinn Week? I mean, it's the 25th anniversary of Harley Quinn. What do you mean? Oh, brother. Oh, yeah, do we get to talk about Harley Quinn? <laughs> I mean, isn't that why we're all here? <clears throat> that... I guess the key question is, do we have to talk about Harley Quinn? I was so excited to make fun of Harley Quinn, I was disappointed when I found out that wasn't the purpose of our call. <laughs> that certainly can be the purpose of the call. Oh, you guys. <laughs> so, Martin, did you watch the, the, the Batman and Harley Quinn movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we just recorded about it tonight. Yeah, that's why I'm so, late. So, d- does uh, does this podcast are we allowed to use profanity? Listen, Paul, it, Nick, let me tell you something. It seems to me that Paul should listen in sometimes. Ma- maybe, maybe he would the, be the in a much better mood. Was being heavily slandered by you. What? So, yeah. No. This sounds like sounds- lies. It sounds like uh, Paul has his minions out there listening and, and sending timestamps to him whenever he needs to listen to ten seconds of a of a four hour podcast. You were you were delightful, Nick. Oh. Martin less so. Oh, this is that bullshit. Means, well, that's true. Martin was drunk and just I mean, sound you know, it's like uh, what like me? When you go on a date and your date gets really drunk and it's just no, it's just not good, just not good. You you must have listened to the wrong podcast there, buddy. That's all I gotta say. I don't ever drink. I don't drink. You hear this? I'm not pouring myself one right now. It's not what's happening. Yeah, so I was kind of turned off by that movie when Harley Quinn got freaky with Nightwing and Uh, spoilers masturbation jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of got turned off with uh, the Killing Joke movie when. uh, Batman started banging Barbara. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I don't know. I especially because this one was uh, was kind of touted as uh, the like you know the return of the animated series. Yeah, Bruce Tim wrote it. Yeah, well, you know what? The animated series was appropriate for children and didn't have vibrator jokes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot <laughs> of sex jokes in this movie. I'm yeah, surprised you saw it, dude. Huh? I'm surprised you saw it. I, I got Sammy's been digging getting movies from Redbox, so I was like, oh, "Well, okay. this is like the only cartoon thing that he hasn't seen that they have on there because there's like not that many. Well, there's not that many that don't suck so bad that I wouldn't get it for him anyways." Um, yeah, it's so like I'll grab this for him, and then like right away, it's all like asses hanging out of short skirts and sex jokes, Yeesh. and uh, but I I have like I don't generally dig the DC animation anyways. So mm. like I wouldn't really go out of my way to see one of these movies. Like I did to see the killing joke and there's pluses and minuses. You know, the biggest minus was that I watched it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this one just, you know, when they said it was the kind of like the return of the animated series, I was like, yeah, you shouldn't say that if you're going to have it be this. Say it's returned yeah. the animated series and it has matured as much as the people who watch the animated series growing up. You know, because they're all a bunch of like thirty-year-old pervs now. Yeah, that was my main issue with the thing. Because <laughs> here's the thing, dude. 
So Zoe Zoe loves Harley Quinn. Nick knows mm-hmm. this. Um, mm-hmm. Like the last couple cons, she's dressed up as Harley Quinn. Not mm-hmm. not not slutty Harley Quinn. It's um oh god, what's it called? Like the DC girls, whatever it is. Um, like they have reimaginings for kids. And See, you shouldn't you shouldn't classify the slutty Harley Quinn as the slutty Harley Quinn. That's Harley Quinn, so you should classify the not slutty Harley Quinn as such. Well, no, that's not true because <laughs> I grew up watching now. the animated series. That Harley Quinn was my Harley Quinn. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like well, with, the with the Jester costume. Turned into now. Yeah, even the Harley Quinn comic series, which they've marketed Harley Quinn so much at young girls. So to have the the Harley Quinn comic series, which I only even looked at the first issue of, because after a few pages, it was like, how many different ways can they try to show tits in this comic? Yeah, I guess. That's all, that's all it was. It was just it was uh, really disappointing when you're marketing something at at, you know, young girls and that's the kind of crap you put out for the characters. So they're sending a mixed message with it. They're making money off the pervy guys that want to buy the things that show her looking sexy, but then they're still marketing it to young girls. And I just to me that sends a big uh, you know, double message and I don't like it. Like to me that's a big disappointment from DC that they handle that property the way that they do. Aside do you, from the fact that it's a property that I just don't really care for. Wait, so do you actually think they market it towards young girls? I think in a lot of ways they do. Mm. I mean, just like you said, you go back to the classic Harley Quinn. Look how popular the character is with young girls. Is it because they buy the Harley Quinn comic book and they're like, ooh, I want to learn how to stick my titties out too? Dude, do you actually think those girls read Harley Quinn comic books? No, of course not. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, but how are they exposed to Harley Quinn? There's exposure to Harley Quinn because they make sure to expose kids to Harley Quinn so they could sell those kids Harley Quinn things. Sure, but the comic's not geared to those kids. It's geared to yeah, all geezers that want to see tits. Yeah, and that's the thing. is With comics, you can, you can create more of a separation, um, but... When you put out a cartoon movie like that, just like, I mean, you were just saying, just like you just said, you know, if a kid loves Harley Quinn and they see that there's a, a cartoon, a Batman cartoon with Harley Quinn on Redbox, it's a cartoon. It's on Redbox. What are they going to do? They're just going to want to get it. Mm-mm. And the parents aren't going to pay attention. The next thing you know, you have these, uh, you know, youngins watching this stuff. I got to say, Zoe and I planned on seeing it today, and she got tied up with her YouTube videos. And she's like, as soon as I finish this, we'll watch it. But then her mom called, and so I had to get her ready, and we ended up not watching it. Um, and after seeing it, I'm glad. Because I, I don't think there was enough sexual stuff where I'd be like, oh, my God, like, Zoe, close her eyes. Uh, but it was more innuendo than anything. Yeah, like, it, it went over Sam's head, so I, I yeah. let him keep watching it because he was too young to get any of it. Well, so it's like, but, uh, um, it's like watching Spongebob. Right, like my kids love watching SpongeBob. I, I don't watch it anymore, but I, you know, when they would put it on, I would watch it with them. And I think, like, you know, SpongeBob or Simpsons or things like that, like there's jokes for kids, and then it's smart because there's also jokes for adults. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but in those, the jokes that aren't for kids are typically a lot less. I mean, there was a lot of blatant stuff in this too. That even if it went over kids' heads. There, there was plenty of stuff in there that like doesn't go over heads. Like you shows, you know, you you show asses hanging out of skirts. That's not going over anybody's head. The kids just don't know what to make of it. Mm. 
but I mean, still the other things that we, you know, we make more excuses for, like there are times that they push the boundaries too far too. So I, I didn't watch that much of this to be honest. Uh, I watched some of it, but then I ended up having to go do this and go do that for, you know, whatever stuff. So I didn't even watch very much of it. If you watch the first half, that was the best half. So yeah, I watched maybe like intermittently half of the first half, I'd say. So, Mm, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Harley Quinn's not my thing anyways. Like I didn't, care for the comic i didn't care for the suicide squad comic um the suicide squad movie was great entertaining yes, yes in its it was. Way. You know, i i didn't i didn't dislike it but you know that was nick's favorite wasn't my favorite thing that was nick's favorite didn't you love that no. movie nick because nick loves killer croc favorite. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's el his... diablo was my favorite that was his nickname in high school mm-hmm. <laughs> el diablo croc or was it cock? I don't know. <laughs> it took me uh, half the movie to realize Will Smith was in it. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, he was like the main character. What do you mean? Uh, I wasn't paying that close of attention. Oh, I was like, God. oh, shit, Will Smith. Dude, I've seen that movie like three or four times. I liked it. I've been in the same room as that movie once, that's for sure. Ah, uh, you guys. Let me tell you. <laughs> As much as we make fun of Aaron Bell for hating on things, I didn't hate it. There's sure very just, little love. Listen, I just, listen. I, I didn't say I loved it. I wasn't riveted by Paul, it. It was entertaining. Paul, let me. Let me I, I know you haven't been on this podcast for like 111 episodes. Okay, but let me tell you, this is a podcast where we love things. I love many things. Nick, did 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 you see what I got today? You liked the picture. I got The Shield on DVD, all seven (laughs) seasons for $25. That's my favorite TV show ever, so bravo. I'm looking forward to watching it, and I got it for uh, for $25. Who was it that said how much an episode that was? It was, like, ridiculously cheap. Well, there's, what, six seasons? I'm assuming, like, 20 episodes per season? Seven seasons. Seven seasons, so that's 140 episodes. Yeah, so we did the math. Yeah. It was like it was stupid cheap. That's for sure. That's good, man. Um, Martin, I wonder if that holds up. You and your wife and I had had a long conversation on Facebook uh, last week, two weeks ago, about the Shield because mm. she was watching Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, she's still watching Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like, you realize that Kurt Sutter wrote for the Shield way before Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, but now I will go watch. Great. Yeah. Martin, send her to Target. Go buy the shield. <laughs> no, dude, Start it's on... We'll get it for 25 bucks. We've got Prime. Isn't it on Prime? I'm pretty sure it's on no, Prime. No, I guess it's on Hulu. Oh, on Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, I ain't gonna watch that <laughs> no Hulu. Hulu's canceled. Hulu is banned from this Hulu. house. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, like, we canceled it, and but I think she wants to get it back. And I just don't give a shit. Like, the only thing I watched on Hulu was uh, Gotham, so. Of course she wants to get it back. She has to watch her Fat People reality TV shows or whatever the hell she watches. No, she gets those on the A&E app. Uh, what is it? Intervention. and What's the other one, ah. Nick? You know all these shows. Where's Ronnie's wife? Ronnie's wife watches all of them. <laughs> uh, Intervention, my big fat my, life, my whatever. My crazy addiction. My crazy addiction. Yeah, all those. Yeah, they're all like a A and E and something else. And she's got uh she got her dad's. I mean, what? 
No, she didn't get her DAX cable login. We we uh, we pay for that stuff. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's she, that's she for watches everything. it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We 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 and give if, we give her parents a card for uh, their birthdays and Christmas. That's how we pay for it. Yes. Yes. Hey Nick, Nick, have you ever read uh, "We Can Never Go Home"? No. Oh wait, did you so did a, you finish it? Yeah, yeah. Well, the trade. I mean, I don't know if anything ever came out afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's only been a few years. I don't know. Yeah, so um, you, you should be surprised the trade came out. Yeah, that's my black mask joke. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. So first of all, Nick, uh, you should request the trade from your library. Okay. Um, what's pretty cool about it is it takes place in 1989, and it the story sort of at the beginning centers around a mixtape. It's not really the center of the story, but it's kind of a, a part of the theme because, you know, 89, that's how people shared music was making a mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, what's cool is in the trade, it actually gives you what's on the like the hidden mixtapes that they put in the credits of the comics. Um, mm. But you could also actually go to Spotify and find the user that's the publisher. It's like Ashcan Press, um, and you can get playlists for all the mixtapes. Oh, so I like that. So that was pretty cool. Actually, I listened to like one and a half of the playlists uh, while mowing my lawn today. Um, so that's pretty cool and it's all like uh, some good like old punk rock and new wave type of stuff um, it's real nice but uh, I know yeah. I know phonogram did the same uh, a very similar thing as well yeah so I like I thought that was pretty cool it's just kind of it's not integral to reading the comic by any means but it just it adds that little extra layer of flavor um, I liked it um, but I want I specifically want to tell you about this because I enjoyed it quite a bit, and uh, I got the trade for fifty cents. So that was ten cents a comic. I know you appreciate a good That's per nice. issue deal. Yeah. Wait, what? What else did you get for fifty cents? I got some good stuff. I got three trades of Stranger in Paradise that are making their way to Jay. Uh, I got uh, a trade of Astro City. I think it was volume twelve. Wait, don't 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 bury the lead here. You got Astro City. Yeah. One of the greatest comics of all time. Yeah, but it's volume 12. I have 11 volumes to read before I, you can read it. Not necessarily, dude. Sure I do. No, dude, it's it, it's not like a sequential thing. It kind of reads like an anthology. It builds on itself. It does, but I mean, you can pretty much pick up anything at any time. I will be lost if I don't read the first 11 trades. I mean, I disagree. continuity matters here, Martin. I disagree. Kurt Busiek I, is huge on continuity. I disagree. I, I, I would completely be more, don't mean anything that I'm saying right now. I would be more worried about your wallet than continuity. <laughs> what if you Why? I got it for 50 cents. <laughs> yeah, but, Actually, but now you're going to buy the, 11 more. Well, I, I own the first two already, and I've read several of them in the past, so it's not like I don't know anything about Astro City. Um but uh, I do. I, I bought the first two when I was like, I'm going to start building my trade collection. And then I started using the library again. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to start using the library more regularly. <laughs> um, so I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to read the first two trades and then I'll kind of decide if I want to slowly build the Astro City collection uh, or if I just want to switch to getting them for free and reading them, which is also pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I got that. I got a, a trade of Fool Killer. Which uh, everybody is talking about the new one that came out. So it's like, oh, for fifty cents, you can't go wrong. Yep. Um, and then I got a trade of the goon. Yeah, which uh, the Eric goon's Powell's pretty good. Pretty I don't know if I read that one that you got though. That didn't look familiar. Yeah, 
I don't know. It's the it's the second volume of the. I think IDW is publishing it now. Mm. No, no. Star. I think it's Dark Horse. Hmm. Yeah, Dark Horse. Um, yeah. So I got those. There was a bunch of other stuff I could have got too. And in hindsight, I probably should have just grabbed a whole bunch. But I'm also trying not to. Uh, you know, as Nick knows, I'm trying not to bog myself down in uh, possessions here. It's nice yeah, to yes. to keep a little lighter, a little thinner on stuff. I'm sending out box after box of stuff to other people to get rid of it. Oh, dude, I'm totally with you. I'm actually don't tell anybody because nobody listens <laughs> to this. I'm considering giving all my comics away. Oh, except Batman and Detective. Giving. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, I'm you gonna, got a decent I'm, sized I'm, comic shop around you, don't you? Just take them all in and be like. What do you give me in store credit? Well, for I I thought rates? about that. I thought about that, but the mm. thing is, even I don't know. We'll see. I'll, th- I'll think. I, I gotta go. I gotta think about it. It all depends on what, you know what you want to do. I mean, you could go donate them to the library. You could donate them to. I mean, there's a lot of you know places you could donate them to that would be beneficial and get them you know at least the ones that are appropriate in the hands of kids. Um, I mean, you could even go donate them to like Goodwill, and then you know somebody's gonna go in there and get a whole bunch of. Uh, comics and be happy about it yeah i don't, I don't think I, 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 don't, on I don't want to do goodwill um nothing against good well you know what i do have something against goodwill um but i, I don't donate to goodwill my, my wife doesn't yeah. care but I, I don't i i i use them as a trash can that i don't have to pay for <laughs> um yes but like, if there's stuff that I feel like people might want, I don't go to Goodwill because they don't like they don't pay their people shit. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's not a charitable company. No, not really. So I don't support <sighs> Goodwill. But uh, are you getting rid of just floppies or trades? No floppies. No, I'm not getting rid of any trades. Fuck that. Yeah, get rid of those damn floppies. They're gonna but send me the X Men. I will read them and I'll pass them <laughs> on. How many boxes are you looking at? Long uh, long boxes. Um, I've got about fifteen. Um, Holy hell! Yeah, and then I've got uh, ten or twelve short boxes. Oh jeez, yeah, more than me. It's a lot of books. You could uh, you could also probably pretty easily just like put an ad in. You know, like whatever locally, and just say I got all these comics and put a reasonable price on it or best offer, and somebody will. I mean, look at Ronnie; he just bought a bunch of long boxes of crap for fifty bucks. Yeah, I don't want to do that either, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I I, I gotta think about it. Send me the X Men stuff so I can read it, and uh, <laughs> then I will send it on to a uh, Sparky. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so that's what I'll do. You just don't want to be bothered. Like, I kind of don't want to waste my time going through it and seeing, like, what I want to keep and what I don't. I kind of want to do... I So, you know how they say, like, if you want to quit smoking, you should just go cold turkey? Yep. Like, I kind of want to go that way. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, there's stuff in there that I do really enjoy and that I've reread several times. So I don't, you can pick it up and trade later. Well, so that's what I'm saying. So maybe some of it I'll take to the shop and see if I can get, like, instant credit and trade for a trade... Um, I don't know. I, I just gotta see, man. I gotta play if around you with just, it. If you just want to pull the bandaid, put all of them the boxes in your truck, take them to your shop, say I have all these boxes, and I just give me whatever for them. Yeah, Drop probably. Them off. That that'd be the easy. I mean, that's basically what I did with uh, the bulk of my collection. 
I took uh, I made a deal with uh, with Kathan for the Mirage Volume One Ninja Turtle stuff. Mm-hmm. Traded him. He had you know various stuff because he he really wanted them, but he didn't have the money for them with the with the new baby coming. Mm-hmm. So uh, I made a deal with him. So I'm still like I've sent, I I've mailed one box. I probably got two more boxes to mail him. Uh, but the rest of it I took into my shop and I was like, I you know I what do you give me for this basically and so he he uh gave me a small amount for the stuff that was whatever he actually there was some stuff he wanted so he made me an offer for that stuff but then all the ninja turtle stuff he's like let me list this in groups that i'm in for you because he's a big ninja turtle fan and collector um and he's like i'll just i'll split the profits with you that way he didn't have to spend the money out of pocket on oh it. like consignment give me money yeah, pretty much like consignment, mm. except he's actually hustling it online because he has all the connections. Just like I can yeah, sell Valiant yeah. stuff because I know I know enough people to go to to buy it that I don't have a problem flipping Valiant stuff if it has value. I thought about um, I thought about doing consignment on a few things um, with uh, my comic shop, but I don't know like what the cut is. I also know my comic shop. You could just send them stuff too. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, they have a huge back catalog, so that's another thing you could do. There's, there's different things. I mean, especially with how much you have, there's, you know, there's no sense in just dumping it all unless you're going to do it in a charitable way. Yep. So if you're just going to dump it, like find somebody to give it to that'll actually do something good with it. Yeah, we'll see. One, one of these days, I'll go yeah. through it. Maybe next time I take vacation, I'll go through it and uh, whatever's like worth nothing, I'll just give it out. And then uh, whatever's worth, you know, my time going somewhere to get something for it, uh, then I'll do that. I'm not worried about it right now. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I will say legitimately, if if there's any stuff that like you want me to read or that you think I would like to read, if you send it to me, I'll read it and then I'll pass it on to somebody else. Yeah, I'll do that. I've been I've been doing that with a bunch of people. It's fun because then you just kind of pass stuff around. So well, it's like I, I send stuff to Jay, he sends me stuff. I send stuff to Sparky, he sends me stuff. So I, I thought about that because you know you and I talked about doing that uh, that library thing for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought about just putting some of that shit for that and just you know just send some shit out for people to read and then they can send it back or send it amongst each other or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I'm not like I said. I'm not worried about it. You know, like right now, I gotta tell you guys. Right now, I am. The most at peace I've been with comics in a long time. Me too. Like forever. You know, I'm hey, I'm, uh, I'm a hundred percent cut us. up. Nick's been chill as shit forever because he figured this out a long time. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> my my only issue is when I wanted to dump all of my long boxes I went into my comic book store which I know the manager since uh, college mm. and I told her what I what I had planned and would she want to go through it and I got a long pregnant pause and I could tell by her response that it she was only doing it because she knows me so well oh, and at yeah. that point yeah at that point I was just like no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna force her or force her to because of our friendship to like take this this stuff off my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I can guarantee you, there's some gold in there, but also there's a lot of crap that I'm sure she's like, I don't have enough quarter bin space for. Come on. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, you know. Right. What I'm saying like you don't want to stress a shop with some of that shit. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, that's why, I mean, honestly, that's why, like, giving you and Ronnie a box, just like, hey, if you guys read 10 issues, I could care less. Mm. Like, pass them on, or guess what? If there's a $50 book in there, enjoy, because I am not going <laughs> to find the time to ever put that up to sell it. Yeah. I, yeah. I read all the stuff you sent me back a while back, Nick. All of yeah, it. Yeah, just, just pass it forward. That's all I care Dude, about. Dude, I'm not even done with all the shit that Nick gave me at C2E2. Yeah, well, you know, I care, so there you go. Uh, but you, I, I you also had less the, to read. The last the last three months, I've sort of turned a corner. Now I'm like, let me look through those boxes next time I'm on vacation, like next year. Let me look through those boxes and pull out like 20, 25 issues that I know are going for a good penny mm. and just go and slab them. If they're in any, oh, any yeah. decent, because then I know selling them on eBay won't be me saying they're very fine to near mint. Like, guess what? It's six point five. You know exactly the condition that's in, mm-hmm. and it might cost me some money on the front end. But you, as you guys well know, anything that's slabbed pretty much goes way above like oh, yeah. something that isn't slabbed. Yep, yep, yeah. That so. guarantee goes a long way. I have yeah. one slapped comic that I actually traded uh, Jonathan because he didn't want it. And he wanted as a prize is a it's a Ninja Turtles with the, like the 30th anniversary issue, and it's signed by Kevin Eastman. It's slapped at 9.8. Holy oh. shit! Yeah, that's so I, nice. I have no idea what it's worth, but uh, that's my one slapped comic. So maybe someday I'll uh, I'll find out. But right now it's just. And- and I know, like, I know, like, Chris will open up his slabbed books. But if I, like, the one, I think it's, like, Amazing Spider-Man, like, 106, where he has, like, the six arms uh, on the cover. That is such an iconic cover for me that if I bought it slabbed, even if it's 3.2, I'm going to treat that more like an art print that I want to display than something that's like, ooh, this is so... Like, I'm not looking for 106 as a 9.8. I would want it just to, like, oh, it's an art print, and I'm going to put it up. Mm. Like, I I don't know. I've just... I've, swi- I've switched my whole buying stance to digital or... Li- well, library, because I'm paying taxes, so let's take advantage of it. Yeah. The library is great. Like, hey, I have something pop into my head, and I just go on on my phone or on the computer and just request it. And a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff I could find, like, I'm still I got to go over there and pick it up. But I requested the first trade of Killer Be Killed uh, mm-hmm. because it was suggested by a few people. So cool, I'll grab it and check it. And that way, it's like I was actually uh, the other day I was poking around in uh, Newbury Comics, and uh, they were having a buy two get one free sale on trades. So I was looking around, seeing you know, maybe if anything really grabbed me. And they had volume one and two of that. They had a couple other things that were kind of interesting. I was looking, I was like, yeah, but why would I want to spend like 30 bucks, even though it's a good deal, when it's not something that I want to like keep to reread, you know? Yeah, yep. yep. So I, I didn't spend that, and then I, I bided my time, and I ordered uh, the three hardcover collections of Sweet Tooth instead. So I, I'll have that whole series, and that's something I want to keep, you know? Yeah, that works. Yeah, uh, I have I have so many trades and issues right now. Like I tell people when they're like, "But what if you want to reread that?" And I'm just like, uh, the the chance of me rereading anything other than a quote unquote classic, 
I can look like in my <laughs> in my closet right now, and there's about 200 trades waiting for me to read them for the first time. So why <laughs> why would I go back and read whatever Kill or Be Killed if it's just so so when I have all yeah. this new stuff to read? Yeah, even some great stuff. I know I'm not going to go back and reread it. You know, like I really enjoyed. Uh... Uh, we can never go home. Mm-hmm. I won't. Re- mm-hmm. I, I know I won't read that again, even though it was enjoyable. I mean, most stuff I'm not going to reread. I mean, uh, we, we've yep. talked about this, Martin, with like single issues and stuff. Oh, that yeah. you know, uh, like I read the first issue of Divinity twice to your like 14 times before <laughs> we recorded a podcast yep. about it. Yep. Because I read it, I was like, I got that all, and then you were like, I've read it 12 times already. I was like, okay, I'll read it one more time. But, uh, yeah, it's like my collection is all the stuff that I really love that I can even enjoy just pulling it out and flipping through it, not even reading it. Uh, you know, so it's there, – there's a few things I still want to add to it, and, you know, there will probably be a few things over time. But I'm basically keeping it down to a few of my favorite writers and a few of my favorite properties, and even that's enough stuff. That adds up a lot. So I, I don't need, uh, you know, the uh, to hold on to the, the – what the hell do they call it? the epic collection of the X-Men where it's like, you know, cheap black and white trade paperback of a massive amount of comics because you know what? If I ever really want to reread it again, I'll either get, get it from the library or I'll, uh, I'll bone out for like the omnibus and have a nice color copy of it. If I love it enough to reread it, then I know that it's worth that, that price, you know? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I guess. It's nice, though. I'm telling you. Nick, Nick, why didn't you, like, convert me years ago? What's wrong with you? Paul, you know what? Now that you're here, we're going to blame this all on Nick. Uh, it pretty much is Nick's fault. He's known the truth this whole time. He hasn't even tried to lead us to it. Nick, you should have preached the gospel. What, what's up? Shame on him. Do we lose Nick? I don't know. He's on. Is he giving us the silent treatment? Which he would might be, be appropriate, probably. He, I mean, he might be mad. He might be mad. He's probably going to get a drink. Or he's peeing and he muted it. That's good. Yeah. If you're peeing, you don't unmute. You, want, you can just listen to it. <laughs> hey. Come on. Come on, now. Oh, that's too funny. It's too funny. I don't like this team-up thing. <laughs> you really should not mute it on a podcast. I'm just asking for heck? trouble. What the heck? Mm. This ain't Valiant Central. Stop it. Both of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say that. I'm, I think I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy now. I'm concerned when my next box comes in the mail. Which I, I I think it's this week. Yeah, I think it's this week. Is it is it a sense of concern, or when that box hits, will you be like, "Man, look how much money I just put out for that"? Dude. No, no, it's not even that. Like I'm I'm I've I've made my peace with the fact that I ordered two months ahead. You know what I'm saying? So like I know I'm gonna have a shit ton of comics coming in, but the mm-hmm. thing is like, not so I took that week of vacation, and I caught up a hundred percent on everything. Right, mm. um, like even shit I didn't want to read, I read it all. That sounds like the um, best vacation. It was, I'm telling you, it was fantastic. Ugh. But the thing is, so so like now I have nothing to read except this past Wednesday there were new new comics that came out. Um, so oh wait, so that does that mean that I'm not going to have? All right, so it's probably next week then that I'm getting a box. 
because uh, I'm doing every other week. Um, so my box is going to come in. I'm going to have like you know whatever fifty, sixty comics to read. And like I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to read them. You know what I'm saying? Like I might just <laughs> leave the box closed in the garage. And just uh, go go on Comixology Unlimited and keep reading me some Judge Dredd or something. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> open up the box, grab out what excites you immediately, put the rest back in the box, and put it aside. Read those. Or if After I don't open them, the box, I don't need to worry about it. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> if, if you're not going to open the box, just go throw the damn thing away. If you put it out of sight, out of mind, and you leave those comics, you're you're not never gonna give a shit about going back to them. If you if you bought them, you might as well just plow through them. That that's what I did. Is I I had all these comics stacked up, which is less than you're getting in your one damn box. Comics I'd stacked up for months, mm-hmm. and I had boxes for different people. So I'd read a comic, I'd throw it in a box. I'd read a comic, I'd throw it in a box, and it was great because I was getting rid of them. I wasn't bagging, boarding them. I wasn't filing them away. Just, okay, this one's going to go there, this one's going to go there, and just plowed through them. Um, and there were some I decided not to read. Like, uh, I told you about the, the bat uh, Batvark thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, do you know anything about uh, what Dave Sim is doing to his fans? <laughs> no, I do I, not. I wouldn't really expect you to, because probably most people don't. But so, Dave Sim uh, came out with Cerebus in Hell, which was a way for him... Hey, to do, and I swear it must have been like a web comic or something. It's like it looks like he was making it as a web comic and then just compiled it. Um, hmm. But he like he's not able to draw anymore. I guess like he has some problem with his hands or wrists or something. But so he made yeah, Cerebus in Hell, which is like reusing. It's using like classic art, um, you know, like uh, like uh, you know Dante and stuff like that. Um, and uh, taking just a few images and just like flip-flopping them and stuff like that basically so really simple stuff but it was it was kind of fun kind of quirky so he had a one shot then there were four issues and then a while later the next thing i know my my lcs uh slaps down this issue of bat fark i was like oh that looks pretty cool there's like three pages of new material and then the rest of it is all reprints of stuff that came out one year ago last year wow Yes, yeah, so I, I read those out, three new pages, and then I tried reading the Cerebus and Hell stuff, and I just said screw this, and I just threw it in a box. It's like I'm done with this. I told my uh, my LCS about it, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not buying the next one. Like I that that is just complete bullshit. He's so, got to make was, some uh, money some way. Yeah, he's got to make some money, but you know what? If you're gonna have a, a comic that's almost completely reprints, you should make that pretty damn clear because who's buying this stuff? Like. Odds are his real fans are buying it, and like I was kind of like I was digging Dave Semi, I was reading the old stuff, and then I, I hit that. I'm like, really? So you know, just dumped it all. Well, do, do, wait, do, Cerebus is awesome, but guess what? If he can't draw, bring on somebody. I'm sure there's a legions of fans that would love to draw his stuff. I would go there for his work for his story. Way yeah, exactly. Before I would ever go there. All right, but but do you think yeah, Dave if, Sims if picking up any new stuff, fans though? Classic Cerebus stuff. What Dude, did you say, Martin? I said Dave Sims not picking up new fans though. You see what I'm saying? Like anything he's putting oh, out, God, yeah. he he's making money off people that have been reading Cerebus for thirty years. 
Yeah, and really, yeah. Th- that's what this stuff feels like. You get to the end, and there's a very good advertisement for that uh, the digital collection of Cerebus, you know? Which yeah, I bought. Which is cool. Like, that, that's cool to do it. But you know what? Why don't you reprint some of the classic stuff in there instead of reprinting stuff you just put out that was mediocre in the first place? He needs new money. <clears throat> yeah, well, he, he ain't getting mine anymore. Well, I mean, yeah. dude, you can only repackage something so many times before people quit getting it. You know what I'm saying? That is completely untrue. Marvel lives off of that. No, they don't. All new, all different, all fancier, sparkly, glittery now. Well, you know what? That's actually pretty funny that you say that, because Nick, as you know, hmm. we're not going to talk about Secret Wars tonight. I want to okay. I, I do a, a, a special Secret Wars only episode. Sure. Um, but I, I was reading it, and it does have that this is a Marvel event vibe. And it is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But that that shouldn't be the case. You see what I'm saying? Like, I just finished Secret Empire. I shouldn't go and start reading Secret Wars and be like, oh, yeah, like, this is what's going to happen. Because this is the way that it happened in Secret Empire. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Secret Wars is bad. I'm not going to judge one way or the other at this moment. But I will say two things. I love Hickman, and I love Ribic. Ribic is one of my favorite artists. Um, and so far, I love the shit out of it. All right, so there we go. I said it. I love the shit out of that book. <laughs> um, except the first issue. I did not like the first issue. But um, what just, book are you talking yeah, about? We'll, Secret Empire we'll, or Secret Wars? Secret Wars. Yeah, we'll get into it later. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it later. Like I, going I back, going up, back to your uh, Ribic box. did the art. Yeah, Ribic did the art. Yeah, Ribic's awesome. He is. Anyway, you, my going, box. Continue. Going Go back, on. Going back to your box issue, I would open that box up and put one issue. Guess what's in the box? I have no idea, but I would take one issue out at a time and put it right on your bath. Right in your bathroom, right on top of the toilet, and just make every issue out of those boxes into shitter reads. So at least you get through <laughs> them sometime soon. Dude, listen, we, we don't need to be talking about my shits on this podcast, okay? That's reserved for open bar. But I take very quick shits. I can't even read one comic while I'm in the shitter. I'm not saying right. one comic. You read two pages and then you put it back and then you go back to What you do is you eat way too much cheese <laughs> for like a week. There you go. You will regret uh... this as well as appreciating it when the time comes. <laughs> Mostly you'll regret it. Oh, man. I don't know if I could do that. No, I, I get your point, though. I get but, your point. But I will say the people that I've had, not arguments, but just proper discussions, informed discussions uh, about the merit and the benefits of digital versus paper. These, every time I've gone into this discussion, I've always asked them, hey, so what do you do as a Marvel fan with your digital codes? Oh, Mm. I don't do anything with them. Really? And then I'm like, send them my way. And you know how many people have done that? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Because they think peeling off a piece of sticker that's inside the book is going to some somehow harm that book, which is like 
oh my god these every book that you're that you are not doing that or at least taking that code for yourself how many of these books are going to be like oh my god i gotta slab that because that's the first appearance of wolverine Mm. because i know that's going to be worth thousands of dollars like no none of these come on that's a damn shame but yeah, that's the thing is none of them are going to be worth anything. And I actually saw somebody who gave an answer to how that's viewed. And I believe basically all that does is make it to where it can't be a 10.0. Well, and what are the odds of getting a 10.0 anyway? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah they're almost impossible. And odds, you know, I mean, odds are if you read the comic book, it's not already not a 10.0 because you touched it. But see yeah, that I mean, we, I mean we know I'll, plenty of people that have sent in 25 50 count, 50 uh versions of one issue oh, yeah. and you never ever see the 10.0. Oh yeah. Plenty oh. of 9.8, but come on. This, I think I think that's just in in people's heads, dude. You're chasing a unicorn. Yeah, that's just people head. like all right, the chances of you getting a 10.0 are like you, you just just go fucking get, buy some scratch off tickets, you know what I'm saying? Like and I get you. You probably win the lottery with what with what the medium is. I I wouldn't even believe that a ten was a ten that it actually was perfect. It's just the grader decided to call it that. Well, and that's the you other problem with the grading system. Find a flaw in it. Yeah, that's the only problem with the grading systems. Because I I know for a fact that friends that we have that have sent books off to get CGC'd, they get it back at a certain rating. They don't like their rating. They ship the book back to CGC. And it comes back, and it's you know two points higher, three points higher. Like that's yeah. not that's not like you know uh, an actual rating. It's just you got lucky that whoever looked at the book thought it was a certain rating. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I was a uh, when I was a kid, just a little bit out of high school, and I had built up a, a CD collection of a bunch of you know like uh, punk rock stuff and stuff like that. And then I discovered underground hip hop and I really fell in love with that. And I wanted to get more of that stuff. And I had compiled all these CDs that a lot of them I was kind of meh about, you know, that was back in the day that like you had to actually buy the music to listen to it. Uh, so I took a big, big stack of these CDs into Amoeba music in Hollywood, a uh, fantastic store. Um, there's three locations and the Hollywood one was the one that was uh, closest to me, but now we're away from where I lived. So I took this big stack in. They took, you know, maybe like half of it. So, you know, next time I went, I took that half back. And they'd take like half of it. And I'd take it back again. And they would take some more of it. And they would keep going, keep going like that until they took it all. Because when people are looking at stuff like that, they're... It, it's so subjective. Like, there's nothing objective about it. So when I'm taking a whole bunch of stuff and somebody doesn't know what they're looking at, they don't know the stuff to know what its value is to them as a fan of that thing with music, then they're going to be like, well, this stuff looks the best, so I'm going to take it, but I'm not going to take this other stuff because I don't want to take too much. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take stuff that may not be worth something. Yeah. So I just kept on taking it in until it was all gone because this, you know, every time this, the pile was smaller, once I brought that pile back in, they'd say, okay, well, this is the best stuff, so I'm going to take it, but I'm not going to take this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I kept doing it until it was all gone. It's the same thing with grading a comic, uh, just a little bit different of an angle. You know, somebody's looking at that book, and how thoroughly, I mean, yeah, they're, they're doing it thoroughly, but minor, minor flaws are going to be judged, judged as flaws by some people, and other people are, aren't going to judge them as flaws, or they're not going to see those ones. 
So I don't know. As far as grading goes, like I, I wouldn't trust a 10.0 anyways. I think 9.8, you're basically saying that the book is as damn close to perfect as you can get with a comic. But yep. uh, anything else, it just it's flimsy paper that's stapled together. There's no way it's perfect. Yep. Well, usually when you see 10.0s, it's not on uh, just like a typical book. It's on like hard stock covers or like chromium covers or shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because the pa- usually the paper won't. There's no way you can have a 10.0 with just on plain paper. Mm-hmm. Like coming off the assembly line, it's gonna have some kind of defect. So, how the fuck did we end up on CGC books? <laughs> what is happening to this podcast? I like Surprisingly it. enough, this was all Nick's fault. Yeah. God damn it, Nick! <laughs> so good. We have a guest on the show when you ruin this podcast. So good. What's Charlie yeah, Sheen gonna say? Else. I don't want to talk about CGC. Right <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't. I don't have anything to talk about. I'm gonna tell you that. I mean, Nick knows that. Paul, hey, welcome to Nerd Legion. I record hey! DCP with you every week. If it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Listen, you're right. That's because true. you know what? No, no. Listen. No, data. no. That's incorrect, Paul. Let, let's talk about this. See, this is exactly how a podcast goes. You come in. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. You just let it happen. Paul, I've told you before in VCP, quit t- trying to have topics, dude. Like, they'll come up. They're coming up. I'm sorry. I stopped listening. Uh, uh, here we go. Look, this is I, VCP. You can't use that here. I like Paul's topics. I I got a little distracted. I was thinking about how I kicked your ass in the Valiant Central Fantasy Football. Oh, uh, God. See? See? Oh, he's, tr- no. he's trying Get to bring that up here because I told him that was Get banned. It was banned from discussion <laughs> on VCP. You see what I'm saying? Jeez. This is an open bar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everyone's always trying to put me in a corner. I don't get it. I don't well, get you it. Know, Nick, you got a point there. Martin did say not to talk about his shit here, and his team definitely is shit. So there you go. Listen, Aww. don't talk about my Jets, okay? Look, <laughs> la- last podcast I had, a, I, had a, I had to get angry about this email that I got about somebody that was angry about, not, and, you know, we don't talk about enough comics. Now you want to talk about sports cards on this podcast. I can only imagine the amount of emails I'll get. You actually got some of the emails saying you don't talk about enough. See, comments. that's why you should listen yeah. to this podcast, Nick. Or Nick, no. Nick Paul. Yeah, I, I don't listen to it. Are you kidding me? I'm just so used to talking to just Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Just listen to the beginning, like the first 10 minutes of the last podcast. Well, actually, I think it starts 10 minutes in. Anyways, yeah, we got an email. Somebody was angry. They're like, why don't you guys talk about comics anymore? I'm like, what the fuck? doesn't say anywhere we talk about comics. Yeah, that's exactly how Martin guised it. And the best part was he's like, it's... It's not even in the show description. What's what's this person's problem? So I had him pull up the show description, <laughs> and like the eighth word is comics. <laughs> hey, but it doesn't say so it. Hey, no, 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 no. It doesn't say it's a show about comics. No, no, no. We just named off quite a few topics. Yes. But the best part of it was uh, Paul. He didn't even hesitate. He's like. We really need to rewrite that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
Dude, I think we still have the same show description from when we first launched this podcast. When there were like seven of us on the show. Yeah, there we even mentioned anime, and I'm like, Martin, we don't talk about anime. We talk about unicorns more than anime. <laughs> well, unicorns aren't anime. I mean, they not can the way, be. Not the way we use them. I think they're, oh. they're animal anime. True. Oh, is that from like Choo Choo Con? I don't know what that means. See, Paul, you've missed so much. You don't know about Choo Choo Con. No. <laughs> I don't know Paul's, your inside joke. Paul's jokes. got a life. Oh, shame on you. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, are you saying are you saying our listeners don't have a life? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying Paul doesn't have to pay attention. I mean, I think the listeners heard that you said that they don't have a life. Why are you, why are you putting me in a corner? <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Tessner's on, on the podcast, and, and you got some vivid vigor in you. Oh, bullshit. This is every week. What are you talking about? Like this fangs? is what I have Come to put on. up with when Daryl's on a podcast. All of a sudden, everybody's picking on me. <laughs> and it's all because when Daryl just says some random ass shit and doesn't explain it, I don't just accept that. I say, what do you mean? Oh, my and God. Says, I love Daryl. You know what I mean. <laughs> Go ask somebody else what I mean. I say, no, I asked you because you're the one who sent me this fucking message, Daryl. Oh, that was the best this week because this happens. All the- and listen, I love Daryl. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really do love Daryl. Daryl uh, Taylor, you're listening. I know. I hope you know this. I love you. Um, but it's so yeah, funny. Daryl's like, Darryl's, Darryl's my favorite. It, it, that, was, that, that was the example this week, right? Because he was talk- What was he talking about? Oh, the Valiant fan things. Yeah. He's like, what? He's like, something about Valiant fans are so angry all the time. And Paul's like, yeah. what do you mean all the time? Like, can you like, give an example? He said Valiant fans are like the, what do you say, like the hater posse now? Yeah, yeah, oh, hate, hater, hater universe something. Yeah, so I asked, what do you mean? Because I could take that two ways. Either that Valiant fans are hating on Valiant too much right now, which I could see him mean in that. Sure. Or that Valiant fans are hating on other properties, which I could see him mean in that. Also happens. And either way, it's it's a, a microcosm of any fan group that there are fans who are like that. I like this, so everything else is bad. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, to to say he tagged me too. I didn't even just see it. He tagged me. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, "What do you mean?" So the landmine goes off, and you and you get the shrapnel as well. Yeah, I said, what do you mean? He said, go ask Martin. So I sent Martin back to What the fuck does he mean? Martin says, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I assumed he meant based on our Harbinger Renegade discussion, since everybody just loves to fucking put their dick in that book's ear, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's, uh. That's what I assumed he meant, because, I mean, he yeah. chimed in with that, that, you know, Chris was, uh, was hating too hard, and that's not the way to approach things, which I agree with. Uh, you know, but I also think that, I mean, Chris did that in a closed group that has a pretty good control on discussion so i think if he's gonna do that it brought about a lot of good discussions so you know at least there was some some uh positive results from it but um but yeah i mean it, you know if you don't like something that's cool say you don't like it like i i talked about and i got in a conversation with uh with travis about this because on vcp i said that i fucking hated the art in that book mm-hmm. said it was fucking terrible I, I did not say that whatever his name is uh, was a terrible artist, though. I haven't looked at his other stuff. You've said it's good. I trust your opinion generally. So, I don't know. But I will say I fucking hated the art in that book. 
Was it, oh, you know, was it over the top? Yeah, it was being over the top. I'm making a podcast. I'm trying to make it entertaining. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did not care for the art in that book. And I said it in a, you know, loud, blunt way. Mm-hmm. So that's very different than being like, this guy's a fucking terrible artist because I don't like his art in that book, you know? That's the problem. People are too quick to say, well, I don't like this specific instance, so I'm going to say that this whole thing is shit, you know? Yeah, that's true. Hey, Nick, you read uh, you read Transmetropolitan, right? Yep. How how'd you feel about the art on that? Uh, was that Robertson? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he did the boys as well. He did the boys as well. And some what was it, 2000 AD? He did stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I like Transmetropolitan. See, I thought that was way better than what he's doing now. That's the thing. I I've always liked his his art. I don't know his art. His art uh, it has, an, the blacks are really nice in his art. Mm. For whatever reason, like I'm attracted to. Maybe it's the inker who inks his stuff. I'm not sure. Could but be. I never, yeah. I, I've One never of the things I don't like about his art and, and thought he was a hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he's even been around like in so this. Long. I don't, like he, he even I don't like. This instance, the stuff he's done on Renegade, for the most part, I, I mean, I don't think he's a hack. I just don't think that he's. It's just like what I've said about some aftershock stuff, where it's like I, they get these big name guys, and I don't feel like they're putting in their their A work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I feel about it. And I just, I, one of the things I don't care for with how his art, at least in this, comes across, is the way he draws mouths. It's the same thing with Steve Dillon. I've never liked Steve Dillon's art, and a big thing is the way he draws mouths. That's one thing that stands out to me. Is like the lips are way too separated out, you know. It's like I, I don't know. Like I don't think that you know when I don't like when you draw somebody's mouth and like the the mouth is drawn that way where it's like bold lines all the way around it. It just seems weird to me, and I, I've just never cared for it. Hmm. Um, that's something I've always seen with Steve Dillon, and especially in the panels, I tend to not like with uh, Robertson. Um, that's often the case. Is this way the way the mouths are drawn? Honestly, like Rip does that too. Yeah, he he's got these uh these crazy boldly drawn lips flying all over the place in his books, you know. <laughs> but uh, I'll have to pay attention. Yeah, I don't know. Is it, a lot of people love Steve Dillon. You know, I mean, obviously he's a, I'm, a legend. I'm one of them. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a legend in the comic game. Uh, I don't care for his art. Yeah. Uh, I did. So I, I reread some of Preacher. Um, and until this story just got like too lascivious for me to put up with, um, I, I enjoyed reading it again. I enjoyed it the first time, and there was some stuff art-wise that I enjoyed. And I realized a big part of it was uh, Matt Hollingsworth is the colorist, and he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like to me, he made Dylan's art look better because he does a great job coloring. And then mm-hmm. you know, you know, just Dylan's, you know, so. Some people are going to dig us out. Yeah, I mean, just like Rip is a good example of one that could be a little more polarizing. People would tend to love him or really dislike him. Sure. He's got a polarizing style, so but yeah, yeah he Dylan definitely never done it for me. Yeah, Dylan. If you don't like his character characters, then it's like, guess what? He might be doing Punisher, and you might love Punisher, but everything looks the same. Hmm. His, you know, it's his style. So yeah, if you don't like, if you don't like him, you're not gonna like whatever book he's on because of it. So yeah, and I think there's some stuff I've been able to, uh, to I, 
I'm not going to say look past the art, but there's some stuff that I have been able to not notice the art, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not just saying, okay, well, I'm going to get past this and still enjoy it. I just, I'm able to not notice the things that bother me if the, otherwise it's engrossing enough. Um, and I believe I've read some of the Punisher that he drew that I dug, but then I've read others, other of the Punisher that he's drawn that I haven't because he has like a really graphic, violent style, you know? I mean, like he makes it really, really obvious and apparent and that's not my cup of tea. You know, so which is part of the reason too that his style isn't really for me. But I also, uh, you know, it's usually when it's a big name on something that's going to draw you to it and say, "Oh yeah, I'll give this a chance" because I know that name, Garth Ennis and uh, and Dylan, Steve Dylan, two names that something is going to have to make me still want to read that book if their names are on it because I just know I typically don't dig them. Mm. And like Ennis, there's a few things I've read that I, I have liked, but for the most part, if Ennis wrote it, I'm probably not going to like it. Yeah, Ennis is hit or miss for me. I'll give you that. Ennis is more hit than miss for me, so. Yeah. Ennis is is like sometimes he lays down the bunt for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> See, I will read, let's put it this way, I will read anything he writes. But will I pay for everything he writes? No. <gasps> you pirate! No, I would just get it like through the library or borrow yeah, no, from a friend. I know, I know. But I will always, it's just like Morrison, I will always read anything he writes. So there's just something, something about his point of view within comics that I find very attractive. Morrison is one that I think that I, so recently I've read more Morrison than I ever have uh, from suggestions from people, from getting stuff sent to me. I'm sure I've read some Morrison before and just like his, I didn't know his name and it didn't stick with me. Like, you know, there's a lot of people I've read that, you know, names, I, I got I to gotta have reason to engage with the names when something's new, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially when I was a new comic fan. But anyways, um, so like I read Nameless, didn't, I wasn't really thrilled by it. It was okay, but I wasn't thrilled by it. Um, I read uh, Batman and Robin. That I enjoyed. Um, And then I got... uh, Was he the one that did the JLA stuff? He did... uh, Yeah, the... the, Wonder uh, Woman Earth 1. The God stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got um, the first couple trades of JLA. And for one, the art just... It was not very good in my opinion. Um but it just it really didn't engage me so i think you know superhero stuff from him it has to be the the right characters that that's going to draw me in more and like jla you know i mean batman's there of course but you know typically superman well every dc character aside from batman probably isn't going to draw me into something just on the the merit of their name so, you know, I have to get the, the right creator on it. So, like, that stuff didn't really float my boat, even though, you know, people whose opinions I trust said very good things about it. But the art also probably hurt it some. So, Wonder Woman Earth 1, actually, I got it from the library, and I didn't read it yet, and I'm going to return it tomorrow because it's due. Um, but I'll pick that one up again because uh, Yannick Paquette did the art, and I like his art quite a bit. So, I, thought I think that'll give me a better chance to get into it. I thought you read uh, All-Star Superman. Did you not pick that up? 
I have not read it yet. I I have that actually, but I have not read. Yeah, that you need one to yet. read I that. Read, uh, Red Sun. I have it on Comicsology. Uh, Red Sun. Red Sun is so the best oh, Superman story. So good. Yeah. So damn good. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to reading All Star Superman. I bought those at the same time for like super cheap because Comicsology sales are the best. <laughs> Especially when you combo up a sale with a Bogo. Nick, I'm so sad. I finally got my first email discount code. And uh, it's for Boom, and I don't want anything. <laughs> Wait, yeah, what? There would, there would be just a few titles I would even recommend through Boom. The, o- the only one that I want is Grass Kings, but I know I want to buy it in physical trade when it comes out because it's Matt Kent. So I don't want to buy it digitally for a buck an issue because I know I want to buy it physically when it's out in trade. And I nothing else. I looked through. There was plenty of stuff that I, I was like, I wouldn't mind reading that, but I just didn't really want to pay for, you know... Escape from L.A. or uh, I don't know. There was a bunch of stuff like that. It was all like property stuff. I was like, that could be fun, dude. I just reread uh, be more fun for free. I just reread Big Trouble in Little China Volume One. That was one of them, actually. Yeah, that, it's yeah. on. It's on Unlimited. Yeah, see, I'd rather spend six bucks for a month of Unlimited and plow through a bunch of stuff. God, <laughs> I gotta tell you, dude, I love the shit out of Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's they they improved it drastically because I signed signed up for a free month when it first launched. Yep, me too. Okay, it was terrible. And, no, uh, it wasn't okay. It was terrible. Well, there was there was some stuff that I read that I specifically wanted to read. Mm. So I mean, it it got me through at least being like, well, this is worth it for this much. But now it's definitely a lot better. There's a lot more depth to it. I read a whole bunch of stuff in my second free month trial, and at some point I'll probably utilize it for a while, but. Not not until I read down some stuff. Yeah, Nick, I'm telling you, you need to hop on that. How much? Right, fellas, how much I new am going stuff? to cut out now. How much new stuff? Not a whole lot, but I mean, it's dude. The service is five ninety nine a month, dude. I know. You don't need new but a stuff. lot of the stuff I already have. Yeah, I guess so. Because it's all, it's not like entire series. Martin, it's he's like got two hundred trades to read that he's never read. Oh, dude. I should yeah, take. I should. Take a yeah, I should take a picture of my trades. I've got at least a hundred trades I gotta read. Yeah, I don't need five ninety nine. I I bought uh, Marvel Unlimited in July or June. I've yeah, wait till you're done with your I've, year of that. <laughs> I've cracked it open for one story arc so far because I have so much back back catalog for all my comicsology purchases. You know, I haven't even, I, I haven't even touched right now. I haven't even touched my Marvel Unlimited. I've been in Comicsology Unlimited like exclusively. Well, I'm reading my purchases from Comicsology and right now I'm on November 2016. Mm. <laughs> yes. So that's how much of a back catalog I still have. I hear you, buddy. I hear you. But I, just to have I'm Marvel reading some Unlimited, of my very first purchases from Comicsology. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading uh, Watchmen, which was my first one of my first purchases on Comicsology, and I'm reading it. Well, I, I read it before, so it's a reread, but sure. still, I've had it sitting there all this time without reading it. That's a good reread. No, that's good. All right, here I'm. I'm gonna tell you right now. I just opened up my spreadsheet. Okay, real quick. Uh-oh. I gotta go, guys. I will catch. Oh, you later. bye, Paul. All right, Paul. Thanks Bye. for coming. Thanks for coming. All right, here we go. So Nick, no, I have not a spreadsheet. I have I have a spreadsheet. Um, so I have eighty-seven trades, physical trades to read. Physical, okay. Physical gotcha. trades. Yeah. Um, I have eleven trades that I bought in Comicsology. 
And then it? yeah. Well, and then I also have 50 trades on Comicsology Unlimited. So do you actually when you buy stuff are you putting all of that into your spreadsheet so that's how you know all this? I got to track it, dude. Otherwise I'll never know. Wow. I have See, to. See, I'm scared to do that because I could I can only imagine how me- how much stuff is waiting for me from November 2016 till now. Yeah, but the thing is, like, how, how am I ever going to know what the hell to, you know, read? You see what oh, I'm for me, it for me, I only download the stuff that I'm up to. All right, but so I so I hold a, like a hundred books on my tablet, hmm. uh, but I only after I read like six or seven of them. I'll go to, like I said, I'm on November 2016. I'll go back to that month and then download the next six. See, so so I'm not there yet. And I think part of the problem is the transition from physical to mm-hmm. digital. Because mm-hmm. um, like today is the first day that I have the, the tablet charged and working. Ooh. In like a year. Like it's been in a bin somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Um, but the thing is, so so the physical trades I have to keep track of. Because sure. they're, they're in a couple piles. They're, it's not like it used to be because there used to be piles everywhere. Um, <laughs> but, you know, now that I'm caught up with the comics, like there's just a couple piles of trades. Most of the trades I have yet to read are in the closet with the boxes of comics. Oh, um, and so, as a result of that, I have to, I have to track them. You see what I'm saying? Like re- red, not red. Um, and now that I'm doing the digital thing with Comixology, um, I probably don't need to track those because they're in Comixology. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like if I I still love buying trades. You see what I'm saying? So if sure. I if I want to buy a trade, I don't want to buy it if it's on unlimited and or just comicsology right. in general and as as okay as their services it's not perfect and the ca- mm-hmm. the cataloging on it is terrible um if you're used to physical comics their cataloging is terrible mm. so i i want to make sure that i i keep track of those because if if someone is like hey you should go get this um the most likely option for me will be to go on amazon and order it um, because hmm. I like to have physical trades, and I want to make sure I, that I go and check that it's not on my list on Comixology first before I go buy it. You see what I'm saying? Sure, sure. See, I I track the stuff after I read it. Hmm. So that's when I like I have a an app that I use. So as soon as I start a trade, because I only read it by arcs. So as soon as I start a trade, like Secret Wars, I'll put that in. Mm -hmm. And the app that I use, it scours, I think it's Google Books and Amazon. So as soon as I put in Secret Wars, then it like gives me a lot of the publisher info. And it tracks it by like currently reading, uh, waiting to read, and read. So as soon as I start it, I hit that, and then as soon as I end it, I stop it. So it's like, oh, it took you five days to read that. And then the red goes under, oh, you read this, you know, I I keep track by month, but I can also look back at the end of the year and be like, oh, I read 150 trades or omnibuses. Mm. 
And that's what I like doing because then I can also look back at the, that list and be like, did I read Punisher Volume 7? And then during a sale, you know, if, if number seven is available and I can get it for cheap, then I'll download it and make sure that, you know, oh, I didn't read that. See, so you're, you're right. You're you're doing this transition right now. So your Punisher number seven could be in a, a long box. It could be in a short box or yep. it could be a trade that's sitting in your closet or it could be sitting on your tablet. Yep. Yeah, that's that's rough. And I've been burned. Trust me, I have like umpteen doubles just because I looked at it and it wasn't like I'm going to buy that Watchmen because I just want to read it digitally. But just like I told you when you were calling, at some point you have to be like, you're so worried that like, well, what if DC starts their own service and removes all their stuff from comiXology? Like, guess what? I'm going to buy Watchmen again. But there's a lot of garbage that I would never be like, oh, I want Punisher Volume 9. Yeah, right, right, right. Knowing that it's a so-so story, like, oh, well, guess what? If Marvel removed it from comiXology and I lost that, eh, I read it once. How how many more times am I going to read Volume 9? I'm trying to think, what's what's the software that Mike uses? Do you remember? I I do not know. I know know Rob uses it, too. Yes, Rob Rob uses it as well. I wish I remembered. I wish this was live and they could answer. Um, so, <laughs> well, you can you can write Rob on Twitter. He usually responds pretty quick. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, let me do that. Um, yeah, I use what is it? I used to use LifeLogger, but uh, that was way too basic. And now I think it's called AnyBook. It was just one of you know one guy made it, and I was like, well, that sort of service is what I, what I need. I need something very very simple. So that was that was something I, I, <laughs> I was drawn to, and I'm like, what the hell? This is perfect for what I needed to do. <laughs> up up, Charlie Sheen sent you a message. Oh no! Did you see it? What does he say? It's on Twitter. Uh uh-uh. uh Hey Nick, are you interested in my Batman and Harley Quinn digital movie code? I have the DVD Blu-ray and don't need the code. Ooh. You can't say no to a free movie, Nick. Especially not from Charlie Sheen. Yeah. You should hop on that. All right, I, uh, he's, he's pretty dreamy. It's called Reading List, by the way, if you reading want to take list. it for a, for a drive. Because it's just so simple. But I like that I can go back and look at the month that I, the month of September. How, what did I read? And I actually like, I never thought I would enjoy how long it would take to read a book. Like it took you six days. Hmm. But there is points where I like opening it up and being like, man, I read that in two days. Wow. Because you know some of the stuff takes a while. Oh yeah. See, I'm not. God, you know what? Now that you say that, it actually would be pretty interesting to know, like, when I read what. Yeah. I've never done that. Here's, here's the thing. I've never used software to track comics. Really? I've, I've been using Excel spreadsheets for, like, 20-plus wow. years. Um, some of them are more complex than others. Like, oh, my God. I... I'll post my uh, picture of my Batman one one of these days. Remind me. Um, <laughs> okay. Like, the Batman one is pretty hardcore. 
like there's shit tons of formulas and graphs on it um mm-hmm. and it's all automated of course like as soon as i update it some of the other ones are not that serious you know like have i read it have i not read it um, sure and then some things move from one list to another so like if i decide to continue a book it'll go so so i have a monthly like checklist right so as as a book comes in i put it on the to read list um and then it goes to different columns to read reading completed and then once it's completed um after a month i can move it to the other list which is an inventory list so it comes off of that to read list goes to the inventory list um but I, but i don't even inventory all of them um mm. especially over the last year or so um because i continuously change so many books over time i mean like there's some that i would continue always right um but I've, there's always new books coming out and some of those books never make it to the continue reading list the inventory list mm-hmm. um i should post all dude remind me like after we get off this podcast and i'll i'll put some pictures up on uh, cool. on twitter um but some of those get pretty complex and some of them are really simple, and I just I just want to have the one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to have the the monthly to read reading completed thing, and that's it. Like, I don't I don't want to care about what's in the backlog, like what issues am I missing? Like, I don't I don't want to I don't want to know any of that stuff. I don't I don't I don't want to care about any of that stuff. Um, so that's my goal right now. I, I, I that, like that, that's where I, that's where I want to get. I want to get to the I don't care. Yeah, that's it, like you like you and Paul said today um, or tonight. It's it's great to finally get into a Zen place with your obsession, um, but it's really tough to finally make it there. And then you feel, at least I have, like, am I missing out? Mm. Am I like it, it's 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 a struggle because like am I missing out on all that fun that all these other people are having whether it's positive or negative fun doesn't matter you still feel like you're sort of like not part of that group of the cool kids but then I look back and I'm like dude I have 500 things I could be reading right now the last thing I need to do is be stockpiling issues of Justice League or Spider-Man for eight months and know that I'm like that far behind. Mm. See, it's so interesting because so I don't, I don't feel that way at all from uh, like people I follow on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I felt some of that anxiety on, on Facebook. Mm. Um, And now that that's gone for me, like it seems like, so the, I'm not on Facebook proper, but I do still have Messenger on my phone. And the only reason I have it is because of our close group of friends. Um, and hopefully, like, I can get rid of that soon, too. But, like, Twitter t- Twitter just seems to, to be the best place for me to communicate this kind of thing. And, and judging from what I see people reading on Twitter, um, I don't get that anxiety. I'm like, oh, like, so-and-so is reading this book. Like, that's cool. I read that, mm-hmm. or like that's on my to read list, but sure. I don't feel like, hey, 
that person's reading that. Let me go read it too. Well, there there is a little bit of that, but usually it's for like indie books that I totally missed out on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, it's like, just it wasn't on your radar, and it's like, darn it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, an example of that is uh, Jeremy Hahn, who did The Beauty. He's got a new mm-hmm. book called Re- uh, The Realm. I don't know if you heard about what it. Is, what does that mean? The Realm? Does that mean that, no, that The Beauty is gone? No, it's done? Uh, no, The Beauty's still on, as far as I know. Okay, all right. I just get I worried when all of a sudden it's like, can they keep up with the schedule, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, okay. the beauty's still on. Cool. But he's got this new uh, book called The Realm, which is um, like it's a post-apocalyptic book about like D and D characters invading the world. Ooh, that's kind of what it sounds like. Um, I like that. I, uh, I I bought the first issue in Comicsology because I had no idea. Um, that it was a thing. Neat. And uh, until he started tweeting about it, and then I know uh, Daryl does that Sunday Comics podcast, and he had Jeremy Hahn on there, and Jeremy talked about it. I was like, oh, well, that sounds pretty sweet. Let me just try that out. Yeah. Um, but I haven't read it, and I'm, I'm hoping it's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. Um, but it's good to support. But that's the, the thing. It's good the to support. First issue. Yeah, it's yeah. good to support. And I mean, I think I, I'm not going to regret. And I, don't, and, and I don't care how much creators are like, digital sales aren't really that big of a deal. Like, that's not where their bread and butter is. And I totally get it. But you can't tell me a publisher isn't looking at digital sales. Mm. It, that's not a throwaway number, especially when it comes to number ones. Well, and not only that, like, it might not be their bread and butter, but does it really matter? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if I spend my four dollars, you're still going to get your two out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, like, overall, they might not make a difference with your, you know, circulation or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you're still getting something out of it, so mm-hmm. you should still invest something into it. You know. Can I can I circle back just with one thing? Wait, I just want to say I'm sure. pretty sure I bought the wrong realm. Oh no! Yep. Who's it by, or what's it about? What did you just discover it right? Oh wait, now? wait, no, no, no! It's the right one, I, dude. Oh. Comicsology, dude. What the fuck, bros? <laughs> the all right. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what the problem is. So, on Comixology, it's written by Seth Peck, art by Jeremy Fetter, and Nick Filardi. Um, There's no mention of of Jeremy Hahn in the creative team. But then, if if you read the description, an all-new post-apocalyptic high-fantasy adventure series from co-creators Seth Peck and Jeremy Hahn. Oh, so they just didn't include his name in the credit line? Yep. On Comixology? Yeah. Yep. They do that a lot. Why is that? Yeah, or they'll scrub, especially like old issues, like 70s issues. Mm-hmm. They'll scrub, I don't know where they scrub the data from, but it'll be like, I'll look at a Marvel team up, and all of a sudden it'll be like, artist, Buckner. And, and I'm like, or Buckler. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, 
I'll look at the preview pages. I'm like, there's no way this is Buckler. Yeah. Because I know his art. And then I look at the cover, and sure as crap, the cover is by Buckler. Yeah. Like they scrubbed the data and accidentally like flipped like the cover artist as the artist. Yep. Yep. It's weird. Because if you so I'm I'm looking at it now. If I go to issue two and three for pre order, the mm-hmm. the people that are listed as artists for issue one are actually the cover artists for issue two and three, and then Jeremy weird. Jeremy Hahn is listed as artists for issues two and three. And who puts this out? Uh, image. It's an image book. Like, how can Image... Right? Like, There's no way. Unless unless all they care about is, like, reading the title so they don't, like, they don't even have an intern going in to make sure all their stuff is set up correctly. Dude, but are you telling me they don't check these things? Because if you, if you look at the book and you click on the cover image... Right. I don't think they look at the book. My guess is they get a download data feed of... What book? What one? What books from Image have been put up on Comixology this week? And it probably just gives them the title. That'd be my guess. Well, like so, I said, it's pro. It's probably smart of them to like. Here's an intern. Guess what you're going to be doing every week? Going through and scrubbing, making sure the preview pages are correct and the covers, as well as the credits. But I'm sure they don't do that. Well, highly doubt it. I mean, surely they have somebody checking this stuff. If you, no. dude, if you click on the I, cover image, it says right at the top. It says the realm, and then above it, it says it. Seth Peck and Jeremy Hahn with Nick Filardi and Thomas Maurer present the realm. We need to be hired. That's all I know. I have so many thoughts right now. I don't even know what to tell you. But let me let me circle back on this thing. Yeah, sure. Back to Marvel Unlimited. Mm. Great service. I might have, and I just I have to keep my voice low because I'm sure my wife would be like, "What the hell?" I gotta say, even though I've only read one arc from Marvel Unlimited because I'm trying to catch up with all of my purchases, include, including the mindshare of Marvel products that I bought on Comixology mm-hmm. through the year, yep. up until whatever, whenever it was, June, July. But as soon as I got Marvel Unlimited, dude, I haven't bought one Marvel book <laughs> that's been on sale through Comixology. Nice. Like, the amount of money that's just been put right back in my pocket... Because it's like, you know, once it's up on Marvel Unlimited, why the hell would they ever take it down? You know, it's it doesn't go up and then come down. So it's like, well, once it's up there, I'll, I'll, I'm okay. I I can wait on that. So I'm, I don't know, I'm over the moon with it. I'm very excited. No, that's good. I, like I said, I haven't used it enough, I think, because of the fact that I've just been with Comixology Unlimited. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, and that kind of makes me wonder if maybe I just shouldn't do both. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think I just need to I, I need to see how it goes once I don't have new books coming in anymore. I think I think that's going to make the difference. True. Right. Because then. But I mean, you're reading like Judge Dredd right now. Once that. Ah, oh, so good. But like, okay, name off like three, four titles from Comixology Unlimited that you're reading currently, like, it's it's not like Comixology Unlimited is putting out 
four Judge Dread trades every month. So you're just, right. you know, it's like sooner or later that well's going to run dry. And I'm not the type of person to be like, let me try this thing that I think might be good, but it's probably subpar, just so I can head down that rabbit hole. Where like comic, like Marvel Unlimited, all of a sudden I could just be like, all right, I'm going to be on a Silver Server kick for well, the next I, three months. I, that might be true for individual issues. It won't be true overall, though. You know what I'm saying? True. I just don't see Comicsology Unlimited putting out enough titles every month to make it worth my while after I read the initial like first volumes of every trade that it seems like they're doing. So, yes, that might be true. But the thing is, so right now I have 50 trades in my unlimited queue. Okay? Um, and I can't get any more until I return at least one of them. Um, but the thing is, they're, they're adding new stuff. So I, I went on there, and I'll, I'll give an example. Walking Dead, the first 10 volumes are on Unlimited. One oh, through, that's one, impressive. One through ten. I, I've, All right, now that's impressive. I'll I'll give them that. That's brand new though. It's uh, Walking Dead and Invincible. The first ten volumes of each one of those are unlimited as of this week. But guess what? How many people haven't read Invincible? Well, like right there, I, ha- I haven't read ten volumes. You see what I'm saying? That's, but that's worth the price of admission for anyone who's like, no, nah, I've never read it because Kirkman's not my thing. I don't like Walking Dead. Sure. That that would be one thing that I'd be like, dude, spend ten dollars, get Mar- get Comicsology Unlimited for two months. Uh, trust me, those ten volumes are pretty awesome. Well, and with Walking Dead, I've only read the first two volumes. Really? Oh yeah. You like zombies? I I love zombies. What the hell. But you know, the show is out, and I just watch the show. Hmm. So we'll see how that goes now. You see what I'm saying? Because now yeah, I have this on Unlimited and whatever. It doesn't make any difference to me. There's, there's cool stuff on there too. Like I put a Hip Hop Heavenly Tree Volume 1 and 2 on there. Yeah, there you go. Which I've never read those, but I know that uh, like Paul and Jack have talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, those are good. It's just it's one of those like, oh, wow, look at all the Buffy that you could read. And sure, you might not have read the Joss Whedon uh, Buffy comics and it's like okay or Hellboy oh okay but a lot of that stuff I have read mm. uh, like a lot of the Dark Horse and the Image stuff that I see that's on sale I just... so it's like it, that doesn't draw me in but it would draw me in if all of a sudden like oh there's Aftershock beyond volume one oh there's you know hard case files or something you know like some yeah, of the yeah. stuff that like i would love to read but i can't get through my library that's the stuff that i want to see nick i gotta tell you there's so much mouse guard on unlimited that's impressive and they're all in my queue but i also have 500 trades waiting for me so oh sure I- no dude that's the thing i get it right yeah oh my god here's the thing comicsology unlimited fix your fucking interface dude <laughs> I just, by mistake, clicked on Archaea, which is an imprint of Boom. And, like, God, I don't even know. Let let me go to the next page here real quick. Holy shit. Dude, Archaea has at least 
a hundred different trades yep. available on, on Unlimited. And I just found that out by mistake by clicking on something. That's so weird. Just got to fix that. Again, I haven't played with the tablet interface, so I'll, I'll do that tomorrow and we'll see. But, uh, oh, man. I got to tell you, this is a fucking no-brainer, bro. Five ninety nine, get it. You know why? You know why that's a no brainer, especially for you. The calling. The like calling. If, if all it costs is five five ninety nine for you to be like, you know what? I don't need all these monthly books that are stacking up when I have these trades that I've never read before, and I'm getting immense value out of them. Mm. Like five ninety nine is cheap. That yeah. that's the price of a fancy coffee. Yep. So it's like, man, why not? Ah, uh, Rob comes to the rescue. Comic Base is the, the software they use. There you go. Yep. Thanks, I Rob. If it's an app, I it is. If it's an app, or it's is an it app. just a? It is. Yeah, 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 it's an app. Nice. I've um I've looked at it before. I don't know if they have a a phone app, but it's definitely uh like desktop software. Interesting. What is it called? Comic Base. Comic Base. Yep. I'll look it up now. Comic Let's base. See. Good, since you're doing that, I'm going to look it up too. Yeah. Let's find out here. How much is this thing? I can't... I don't, dude, I don't even need this. I'm not going to buy it. But I do want to look at it. <laughs> I do. I want to look at it. They have... Jesus Christ. Comic base archive edition is four DVDs. Oh, jeez. It's a lot of fucking books, man. Yeah, that's... 575,000. There oh. is no app. Just to let you know. No app for... a oh, phone app. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a... Desktop, tablet. Desktop only. Yeah, I'm looking for a tablet. Since they have 800,000 issues in their database. That's probably why. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's no way, right? No, you ain't putting that on a on a tablet app. Holy Christ! That's gotta be like ten gigs of data, probably. Right. Here comes um, update number twelve. How big is it? Six hundred megs. What? No, you know what? There's no fucking way, dude. I should. I'm gonna do some math uh, off uh, when we're off the podcast. But I'm trying to think because, you know what? Let's find out. I'm gonna do some math real quick. I um, I'm trying to think. I don't know how much, um, how many, like, uh, how many fields they have for uh, books on Comic Base. Hmm. But here's the thing: databases don't take up a lot of space. You know what I'm saying? No, they don't. No, they don't. So, I mean, even at eight hundred thousand books. Surely they have, uh, like, it can't be more than a couple gigs, you know what I mean? I would think so. But let me let me look at something real quick. All right. So I'm looking at Valiant Database right now. It's got 4,023 books. Now, that's a little behind. It's missing a couple months of uh, books. What? Slacker. Yeah, October, November. Um, but even, even then, that's still going to be, like, I don't know, 4,050. I'm pretty sure the database, uh, 
uh, do I need to sign into that? I'm pretty sure the database for that is only a couple megs. Hmm. You know what? Let's find out. Because, I mean, I really want to know why the comic base couldn't have uh, like a tablet app or a phone app. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't need to have all the files on your phone. I'll I'll be honest with you. The one thing that I would love, and that's why I like that reading list that I told you. Yeah. I love that it sucks in the little, and I'm sure it's the back of the book description. It gives me the date it was published. It hmm. gives me the page count and the cover art instead of just being like an Excel spreadsheet with like those things written out. Like I love it, it. It apes enough. It apes the experience of reading the back of like a trade. Oh yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, whenever I hear Rob or Mike talking and they're like, "What issue is it?" and then they look it up and you can tell that they're looking at the cover image. I'm like, "Oh, I wish I could do that." Mm-hmm. All right, I just looked it up, Nick. I did some quick math. Ba- ba- based on the uh, the database size of uh, ValiantDatabase.com, it looks like eight hundred. That's a good site. It's a good site. Eight hundred thousand books would be uh, forty one gigs of data. That ain't bad. Well, it definitely wouldn't go on a phone or a tablet. You no, know what I mean? No, no. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that that throws that right out of the water. I wonder why they can't set it up where you can um, like just. Ping, ping their their website. Yeah, I could see that. Like, th- there's no reason they need to download 40 gigs of data. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I and I certainly don't want to host 40 gigs of data just for a book. Oh yeah, no kidding. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, thank you. Fuck that. That's just like back in the day when you had reams and reams of notepads that had like your entire like list of X-Men books that you need and mm-hmm. they're scratched out because I I got 145 and I got 151 at <laughs> last month's comic convention. <laughs> and then of course your OCD kicks in and then it's like should I just rewrite the entire list again minusing off those two? Or just scratch out the two. Hey, don't make fun of my system. No, your OCD kicks in and it's like, (laughs) nope, I'm going to write them all out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that right now. It's like, what what are you doing, (laughs) dum-dum? Back in the day, that's what you did. Oh, yeah. No choice. No choice. Yes, I loved it. You had no choice. God. So much fun. Good old days. Yeah, I sort of miss that. Me too. Me too. Dude, I think the last time I did that was for uh, Chris Bacalo's uh, and Milligan's uh, Shade the Changing Man. Oh my. That was the last time I was like, oh my god, I need everything. Really? Yeah. Jeez. And then once I got it all, then I'm like, I hate writing out these lists. F that. (laughs) Oh shit. You want to wrap this up, Nick? Absolutely. This has been the Nerdy Legion Podcast. Whoop, whoop. I don't know if you know this, Nick. Hmm. We we are the number one podcast amongst uh, famous celebrities. 
Did you know that? We treat we treat him right. Uh, the the number one podcast at uh, the Emmys this uh, 2017, Nerdology yep. podcast. It's true. Or actually, not of the Emmys, but of the pre-show red carpet gala. That's right. That's that's only exclusive for uh, for for people that actually attend the uh, the Emmys. If you if you don't attend the Emmys, you can't hear that. That's not like uh, th- there's no Patreon for that. Okay, Mm-mm. the Emmys paid us a lot of money for that content. Yep. Sure. Martin, who are you wearing? Um, I don't even know any designers. Oh my God! See, epic fail. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can I can, I can tell you, this. I'm wearing a Batman shirt. Nice. Uh, some Spider-Man shorts and Batman what? and Batman socks. <laughs> Stay with the company line. You're not towing no company line. What the hell are I'm, you doing, I'm, I'm not matching at all, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, you can Len, find us. Len, uh, Ween, Len Ween just rolled over in his grave. Wh- why would he do that? Because you're going against company. He, he's, he's very happy that I'm buying comics. How about that? No, that's true. Nick so, is at Nick Wetmore. I'm at Geekvine. Collectively, we are at Nerd Legion. Thanks for tuning in. Thank our guest. Thank uh, our guest. Thanks to our guest, Paul the Hammer Tesner, for, yeah. uh, for joining us briefly. Uh, of course, you can find Paul with myself at the Valiant Central Podcast, on Twitter at Valiant underscore Central. And uh, yeah, yeah. Paul and I have a Patreon. I guess you can go to that if you want to. Nick, uh-huh. we need to have a Patreon. Why don't we have a Patreon? I'll do it for the whole for the whole network. All right, cool. That's Let's it. This dumb stuff. We're done. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>